0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of Mad Curious. Oh, it feels really good to say that. <laughs> um, my name is Madeline. Hi, hello. I am the founder, uh, creator, and host of this podcast. Um, so welcome. Welcome to my space. I have been... Uh, working to build this platform for a long time. And I've had to jump over some hurdles of imposter syndrome and overwhelm and uh, basically just excuses from me doing something that I thought I could do to act as a voice of service for those around me. So Again, thank you so much for being here, and let me go ahead and introduce myself a little bit, Um, give you guys some context for what this even is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like I said, my name is Madeline, and I am coming into my 30th year on this cute little planet of ours. Oh, how I love her. Um, and I am a thoroughbred, uh, not only in Californian, uh, but Bay area, Californian, which, uh, I believe is a pretty special breed. I would say I'm a mid millennial. Um, so I'm kind of, uh, well, I guess that's self-explanatory, isn't it? (laughs) Right in the middle of that millennial generation. Um, and I think that we are pretty great. I think a lot of the generations are pretty great in one way or another. Um, I think we all have our flaws, but I think that overall, uh, there's a lot of creativity, um, in a lot in all the generations. Um, I'm currently attending graduate school in Monterey, California, uh, I'm actually cheating the system a little bit. Um, Well, it's not cheating, but I'm going to call it cheating. Um, And I'm getting my, I'm doing a joint bachelor's master's program uh, in international policy and public administration. So a lot of international social justice conversations happening in my academic environment at any given time (laughs) um i have always been uh very interested in the world and what's going on around me and more importantly the people um the people around me um, how they're being affected whether or not they're feeling cared for Um, and essentially just how they're doing. I'm a huge empath to a fault, I would say sometimes. Um, and growing up, um, I was, I still am very social and, you know, I don't know what the middle kid stereotype is, but people have said I'm a typical middle child, I'm actually a weird blend because I'm from a blended family. So for the first 10 years of my life, I was a middle child and then I got promoted to second oldest of five. So I think I have some weird complexes going on around that. Um, Yeah, I come from a big family, a big blended family. Um, And I think what that's really instilled in me is a deep sense of community and investing in the community around you and helping others, uh, when they need it, because that's how families get by. So that's a little bit of my background. Um, and now I'll share with you a little bit about the creation story of this podcast. Um, gosh, for as long as I can remember, I've been a writer. Um, When I was little, it came in the form of poetry and short stories and um, opinion pieces. I don't know if you'd call them op-eds. Probably not as a (laughs) six-year-old. But I've always been a writer. And um, I remember when I was little, my dad got me a boombox when I was probably... I don't know, somewhere between six and eight years old, and I remember him showing me how to record uh, tapes, and I became obsessed. I would listen to the radio for hours, and I would record these tapes, and looking back, it was very vain. I would just listen to my voice on these uh, on these tapes for hours. Maybe it's because nobody else in the house was listening to me as the middle child. I know that's a middle child stereotype, just always ignored. <laughs> um, but anyways, I was always very good at entertaining myself. We'll we'll call it that. Um, and I loved recording tapes and recording songs, and I think kind of just in general that platform of media. Um, the voice as a storyteller, you know, the voice is such a powerful thing. And as I got older, um, podcasts came around. So I remember the first time I heard a podcast was in 2012 and it was Chris Hardwick's, uh, the nerdist podcast. And I was just so in love with the conversations he had and i mean just the way i could feel so connected to these people that i had never met and through a platform where i didn't have to go anywhere i didn't have to travel i could be in my home i could be at my work and i could be connecting with these people that i would never have an opportunity to in real life um and grow and develop as a person from that connection. So that was the first podcast I ever heard. And then from there, gosh, I loved radio lab. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I, I go in phases, but, um, if you have any recommendations, send them my way, (laughs) um, But I, I think I'm I'm a, a creature of habit in certain ways, which is actually some of my closest friends and family would argue very much the opposite, um, that I'm a creature of spontaneity. But I, again, think I'm a unique hybrid of both. Um, but especially when it comes to entertainment, I feel like I'm a creature of habit. And when I experience something I enjoy, I like to experience it many times. So... Um, yeah, Chris Hardwick, thank you for introducing me into this wonderful world uh, of, of, uh, vocal sharing. Um, and then once I heard him, I knew, I, I remember thinking, I want to do that and not, not in any kind of vain way, but Again, it was about the connection he was having with these people. So I saw what he was doing and I thought to myself, I want to do that. I want to speak with people about things we care about, about hard conversations that the world needs I want to collaborate with people and solve problems. Um, You know, all of those dreamer, idealist, altruistic things that you want to do in life. (laughs) Um, And, you know, and then I forgot about it because I was 22 years old and I was trying to make ends meet in the Bay Area, which if you're from here, you know how hard that is. Uh, especially considering I did not have my bachelor's and I couldn't afford to take the, you know, traditional route post high school. Um, I went straight into the workforce. So uh, I went back to working full time, tried to make ends meet um, and and kind of forgot about it or kind of wrote it off as a pipe dream, I guess. Um, and so the universe brought community into my life in different ways. And um, I ended up being a facilitator of conversation in completely different facets. And, you know, through my work, I fell into roles that centered around humans and and the human experience and um, things like teaching and human resources and and uh, training and uh, staff educator and, and things of that nature, um, which all really centered around community. And I loved it. And every professional experience I've had, I have learned something very meaningful and I have great memories and I have stressful memories and and those kind of things. Um, and podcasts came in and out. And every time I'd find one I really liked, I was like, oh, I still want to do that. I still want to create a platform for people I know to have these conversations, for people uh, that that I care about, or for people that I find that I think have a really poignant point of view um, to come together and, and have these conversations and, and just talk about important things that need to be talked about. Um, So I kept working and I kept working and uh, traveled a bit and uh, had a pretty incredible experience in 2016 that totally changed trajectory of my life. I was working for Whole Foods at the time and was privileged enough to be chosen among many applicants to participate in a program they used to implement. uh, Now, this is pre-Amazon acquisition, so I don't know what Whole Foods is like now. But they used to host a program called Whole Foods Market Team Member Volunteer Program. And essentially what it was, was a partnership, a partnership, (laughs) a partnership, um with whole foods vendors around the world to host these supply chain trips where employees of whole foods at any level from ceo to cashier to you know team educator which is what my title was i was a cashier and team educator for the customer service team a uh, very very public facing role which obviously i loved um and so i applied and I spoke to my store manager at the time and I went to him and I said, Gary, I have a hundred dollars in my bank account. And I know that this trip sponsors the stay and the accommodations once I'm over there, but I don't have money for a plane ticket. Should I apply? And he looked at me and he said, Maddie, you apply, we'll figure out the rest. And I mean, talk about an amazing leader, Gary Ramirez from Whole Foods Bay Area. That guy is the man. Um, shout out to you, Gary. He would hate if he heard me call him Gary. Um, so we, the store, basically helped me uh, host fundraisers and was just so encouraging throughout the whole process. And I ended up raising. My airfare and some, and went to the people and, you know, said thank you, thank you, thank you, and ended up going to India, where I was for three weeks. And I worked within the supply chain of a tea company called Traditional Medicinals. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, they do teas like Smooth Move and Throat Coat. Um, Are some of their top sellers, but they source Sustainable herbs from all over the world to do their herbal teas Anyway, this is a long-winded way of saying that I met two of my now very dear friends in India and some of the most influential women in my career path and honestly the women that I can thank for me being where I am today So I meet my dear friends, I'll leave their uh, identities anonymous, Um, but I meet them and essentially over the course of this trip, uh, really create a bond um, between the three of us and find out that we're all located in the Bay Area. So I come back and basically pitch to them that I do social media for their organizations that work with under the traditional medicinals uh, company umbrella, their nonprofit arms. And so I worked there uh, for a while and I ended up doing a lot of research for this role as a social media consultant, uh, which taught me so much about international development, um, collective impact. Uh, corporate social responsibility, essentially everything about the fields that I'm in now. And um, these two women were also alumni, well, one of them. One of them was an alumni of the school that I now go to. So long story short, uh, at this point in time, I had I had kind of given up on going back to school, which was really devastating for me because i I love to learn. And I always used to say that if I could be anything when I grow up, I would be a student. And a lot of people I say that to don't understand because they're like, oh my God, the homework, like the this, the that. And I don't know if it's because it was something I wanted for so long that I could never figure out how to grasp or, or what it was, but I've just always loved learning. So giving up on that dream was a, was a devastating process and honestly killed my spirit a little bit at that point in time. So when I meet my dear friend, who's a Miss alumni And for those of you that don't know, I realize I'm using the acronym. My graduate school is obsessed with acronyms. MIS stands for the Middlebury Institute of International Studies at Monterey. And it was originally the Monterey Institute of International Studies, but then Middlebury College from Vermont bought them in 2006. And now there's a cute affiliation between the private undergraduate school in Vermont and the private graduate school here in California back to the story. So, uh, Emily is, uh, an alumni of the school that I now go to and I'm visiting her in Vienna, uh, one winter time. When was that? February, 2018. I was in Vienna and, uh, I remember talking to her husband at the time and talking about how I would love to go to school. And and he was also an alumni of this program. And he said, Maddie, you'd be perfect. I said, yeah, Jerry. Well, you know, I don't have my bachelor's. So that's out of the question. And he said, no, it's not. They have a joint program. And I heard that that night I came back from Vienna and I completely pivoted again. So... First pivot 2016, second pivot 2018. So now I'm back in California and I am And this whole time. I've completely forgotten about podcasting. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I've got other stuff to do. Here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Honestly, it wasn't even that much of a thought. I was just focused on other things, you know? So I get back to the Bay and I quit my job. And I signed back up for a full load at the local junior college, which by the way, every senior high school senior out there do not believe all the stories about needing to go to a four-year institution. Junior colleges is the best way to go. It saves your wallet. And honestly, the most support, the most Quality education I've ever received was at my local junior college. And I am such an advocate of community colleges and two year degrees and trade schools and all of those things. I think they're completely underrated and it's a total myth that's being passed around in high schools that you have to go to a four year institution. I think it's a complete farce made up by the student loan industry and it's predatory and don't discredit junior colleges and trade schools because they're amazing back to what I was saying (laughs) um so I go back and I sign up for a full load at my local junior college and I quit my job and I'm like okay I still have to make enough money to survive so I end up driving for Lyft And I'm driving for Lyft in San Francisco, California uh, from early 2018 to July 2019. And I've got to tell you, that was such an amazing experience. And it brought the idea of podcasting back into my life. And the way that it did that was through all of the incredible passengers that I was socializing with on any given day. And the beautiful thing about the shift that I was working, which sounds like hell, and honestly, normalizing a sleep schedule that allows you to work from 4am to 12 noon is completely atrocious. Don't do it. It's just, it's madness. Um, but it was a really unique time of day. It was like the full morning rush hour commute. And I was going all over San Francisco and Alameda County. So it was very diverse, not only in demographics, but in industry. Um, I was, I was driving all sorts of people. And it was great exposure for me to essentially just share stories with people and learn so much about the beauty and culture and diversity of my home. So that, like I said, sparked the idea for podcasting once again, many years later This is now like a, like what, seven year journey. (laughs) Um, So I decided that I wanted to do it. I set up this platform a couple years ago, Um, not this one specifically, this was pre-anchor. But I, I set up all the social media for this podcast a couple years ago and then I got cold feet yet again. Um, and I got really busy applying to my graduate school and and all of those kind of things. Um, and now here I am. COVID-19 is here. <laughs> We're bound to our homes and I have run out of excuses. So I am grateful to all of you for taking the time to listen to that story. Um, and... I want to share a little bit about what I would love this podcast to be. I want this to be a community platform for people to share their experiences, their concerns, their realities, um, share the concerns and realities for other species, for mother nature, for policy, for laughter, to share stories. Um, you know, I've done standup comedy once or twice. And, um, I think a lot of the time, a lot of the time in this world, we, we want there to be a point to something and we miss out on the beauty that is just a story. And I think that stories can, be really educational without the typical metrics that revolve around our societal definition of success. And sometimes stories are really, uh, a really personal way to learn and be educated. So, you know, this podcast is quite malleable As I was designing it and developing it, so many people asked me what my theme would be, what my structure would be like. And it's fluid, just like life, just like me, just like gender, just like everything here. I want this podcast to contain interviews. I want it to sometimes be my thoughtful inquiry. The episodes, I'll always give you guys a disclaimer or a little intro letting you know how long and like what kind of activity this episode would be good for, you know, because sometimes you're on a road trip and you can do a four hour, uh, you know, hardcore history style podcast. And sometimes you're walking to class and you have 10 minutes. And sometimes you're taking a poop in the bathroom and you have four minutes. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to say that this, this podcast will be uncomfortable at times. Um, you know, I I want to talk about full full acknowledgement, full transparency. I am a white privileged woman and I want to talk about these things that hold power in silence. I'm a firm believer that silence can be capsized or, you know, I the power that comes with silence can be dissolved through conversation and just awareness building. So I invite those difficult conversations onto this platform and Um, you know, I, I want this platform to be a safe space for people to ask questions that might be controversial and, and, um, you know, there will be cursing. I personally curse like a sailor. So this is not a family friendly show. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I, hope that this is something that interests you. It'll be here regardless. Um, if you like life and everything are also fluid, maybe someday, some days it'll, you know, perk your interest and some days it won't, but, um, it'll be here. And I'm, I'm always open to content suggestions, um, because I definitely don't have all the ideas or the answers, Um, I just have a passion for connecting. So that's my theme is connection. And um, the rest is in flux. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks so much.